good afternoon. Welcome to Journey. Today we're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomnini. We're on DTT because we're free to wear on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, the rift between the fair wages and salaries commission and lecturers deepen over market premium adjustment. We'll hear from the CEO of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission insisting the topic is off the table. Bayutak fights back maintaining its demand for a review of its market premium. Also this afternoon, former President John Dramani Mahama takes us building Ghana towards the Volta region. We are live with the team on the ground for updates. And in Quanta South Care to be lifted soon. That's assurance from the NCE following calls by school authorities and pupils who have been greatly affected by the two-month curfew. Also, rice stones of thousands of locally produced rice locked up in farms and warehouses due to poor patronage. We'll hear the cry of some local producers on that challenge. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X Spaces via Joy News on TV. My personal handle is at the Nana Aisha. Please stay for details. Thanks for choosing us. The National Democratic Congress, led by its flag bearer, John Dramani Mahama, has taken its building Ghana tour to the party stronghold, the Volta region. For two days, the flag bearer is expected to hold stakeholder engagements in seven constituencies where challenges of the public will be taking to draw the party's manifesto in the next election. Entering the region, the NDC flag bearer was mocked by party supporters. This is what he said to them. Juma joins us on the line with more. Uh, Nanaya, we are learning that the flag bearer of the NDC has also been speaking in the stakeholders meeting. What has he been telling the people? Well, as a few moments ago, he completed his first um, engagement here in the water region at the Kinabari Hotel, and he met with some party members. And what he is saying is that um, there has never been a time that the people 
of Ghana has resolved their belief in one party, like what he is doing now, wherever he has been, according to him, the people are calling on the NDC to assume power and change the fortunes of the country. To him, the NPP has, has sunk so low, and this is not the NPP he has known since 1996. And the, the NPP has now the country into darkness. So there is need for the party to come together and campaign for the NDC to return to power in 2024 to salvage the country. Issues of high in electricity costs and recent power outages were also mentioned by the NDP Blackberry, helping the party's achievements in the sector under his tenure. Already, Mr. Mahama has expressed worry about the mess the NDP or the NDP will inherit from the incumbent NDP government. However, the Blackberry wants party members not to be discouraged, but there is need for the NDC to assume power and work towards bringing Ghana onto the right path. So from here, um, the, the member of the NDC will be meeting other um, constituencies to engage them in the building Ghana for their concerns will be taken and these concerns will be into the NDC manifesto for the 2024 general election, either. Jima there following former uh, president and flag bearer of the NDC, John Dramani Mahama, will bring you more in our subsequent bulletins. Economist and former board chair of GRA, Professor Stephen Aday, is calling on all well-meaning Ghanaians, especially academics, to rise up and fight the creeping menace of the excess use of money to procure political positions. He said this in reaction to claims that special prosecutor has arrested the NEIP boss over purportedly seeking to influence delegates. Speaking to Raymond Aqua on Upfront, Professor Aday explained the situation has reached such an alarming rate that it requires agent reaction. I ask somebody, you people, you are given an average of 2,000 cities to a delegate. He says, oh, Cobra, some are giving 5,000. And if the average candidates are about two, uh, 500, 500 means 2.5 million more than probably twice the earning of the MP. Let me tell you, we have a big problem on our hand. Our political system, and here I'm not, it's not an MPP specific. Okay. Let me do something about it. Our democracy will just be monocracy. There's a need for the silent minority especially in academia and the middle class, to stand up and say that say, about just how many people go to parliament, 275 people and those who contested, we won't allow them to ruin our country. Most of Ghanaians think that they choose their president. You don't choose your president. You have about 250,000 MPP, let me give the same number in NDC. Out of that, 80% are unemployed, people hungry, or just uh, the so-called delegates. All the five 
or so that will come from my village to go and decide whether Katie Hammond or somebody else virtually are unemployed. They decide who the presidential candidates are and oh. then choose freedom. The rift between the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission and the University Teachers Association of Ghana intensified over its market premium adjustments for the lecturers. The Fair Wages and Salaries Commission CEO, Benjamin Arthur, argues the market premium negotiations were initially not part of the negotiations and that their team were later ambushed with it. The discussion went south, prompting a walkout by UTAG from their meeting yesterday. However, Engineer Arthur insists UTAG must return to the negotiation table. He spoke to my colleague Benjamin Akapo on the AM show. The market premium was never part of the proposal that was brought to us. Okay. Simply right. because we have a standing agreement signed on the 3rd of March 2022, which the parties, we can make copies available to you, which sure. the parties agreed, government and Utah, agreed that because of the white paper, which makes it uh, not negotiable. We could look at an alternative, and that was done. You see, that was done simply because we saw the need to try and do something about the electricity. That was done. In fact, the gentleman's agreement, according to them, was that we were supposed to have withdrawn that benefit after a year. But we are in the second year, and government has shown good faith. By keeping that OTS, we call it online teaching support allowance, still there, which is being still drawn. So at the end of the day, when we are just about signing the agreement, then the new executive threw in the request for uh, market premium, and they also brought another request of uh, being given a tax waiver for vehicles. But we told them that when it comes to tax waivers and the rest, it is not within our mandate. It is actually within the mandate of uh, a parliament to do that. So we have demonstrated very good things. And Prof. Mahmoud will know that we've done our very best as fair wages representing government in this matter. But there were three key issues. The payroll items, which, which was about 98% complete, we wanted to sign up. But we said that no, unless we have finished with the market premium. So that was not done. We also had another payroll items that are from their ideas. We all met and agreed that 31st of January, they will meet, the vice chancellor will meet with their respective uh, UTAG uh, leadership to agree on some figures and make recommendations to say we. No, UTAG is insisting on the need for equitable compensation to retain talent and uphold academic excellence. Professor Mamudu Akudugu, who says negotiation on the market premium remains paramount for negotiations to continue. Today, uh, one of the critical items uh, on the conditions of service that we wanted to talk about, and in fact, is, is the main thing. Uh, as far as these negotiations are concerned, is the main uh, thing that uh, our members are looking up to. Uh, Wiggins and Salaries Commission told us that uh, we could not talk about that. Which is what? Uh, which is the market premium. Okay. But this market premium thing has been on the table for a long time. Thank you for confirming that. It's been on the table for a very long time. It has always been at the heart of uh, all the 
the recent strikes that you have went mm. and instead of 200 percent you give us 114 percent of our business salary as market premium so that 114 percent was the basis upon which we migrated and so in 2012 we migrated and were taken i think we migrated 2011 2012 there about and we're taking 114 percent of the basic salary as interim market premium with the promise that the real market premium will be determined. Mm. And so the government issued a white paper in 2013, April 2013, freezing the, the, uh, the market premium and converting it from a percentage to an absolute figure. Mm. And saying that it has to now be determined, the market premium has to be determined. Well, we we think that in the first place, that white paper was a variation of our conditions of service to our disadvantage, which is unfair labor practice. But, well, we have gone past that. School authorities in the Quanta South municipality are appealing to security authorities in the municipalities consider relaxing the curfew imposed on the area. It's been two months since schools were closed due to some violent clashes which left several injured and created insecurity in the area. The situation has hampered school activities to the detriment of teachers and pupils as well as parents. OT regional correspondent Peter Seno visited some of the schools in the area on day two of reopening and reports on the concerns of some teachers. Basic school pupils tidying up their learning environment. As of about 7.45 a.m. Wednesday morning, not very much is seen in terms of numbers and teachers on duty. Only two teachers were present when joiners visited the MA Basic schools. At the Roman Catholic Junior High School, almost all teachers were present for academic work, with some students already seated in their classrooms ready to study. Mary is one of the teachers. Yesterday it was encouraging us. Today is much better, and so we are expecting more students to come back. All we are hoping for is the best. We want to plead with all the people involved to give peace a chance. For our children's future is at stake. If not, they will not be able to go further. They are going to compete with their colleagues at Accra and other places. If you don't stay, give peace a chance, it means they cannot perform and go further. And it will affect us with the parents. It will become a burden on us. So we plead with them to give peace a chance. Whatever the situation is, they should let us solve it amicably. For Dura, apart from the pupils suffering the brunt of the conflict, the situation is having a toll on their finances. We are not all that pleased with the happenings because it's affecting our children so much. A lot of our friends in other schools are still learning and we are home. We are losing a lot and at the end of the day we are all expecting to perform and then write the same examination. Staying at home and a lot of us have to travel to other places to seek refuge and then a lot of expenses and planned expenses as well. So it's draining us as well. And in Quanta Senior High School, not many students had reported for academic work. Only 10 of these first years were in queue for admissions when we visited. Those in third year have been clustered into classes for tuition. Patrick Agbobli is the senior house parent from Quanta Senior High School. Uh, they are coming, except that uh, the number is still low. But the close of yesterday, we recorded 292 students. 
No, the total, including the first years. He wants authorities to consider relaxing the curfew so that extra academic interventions can be made to cater for the time lost. At Tawobu Girls Senior High School, teachers were in their professional learning community training when we visited. Not many students reported to school on day two. The head girl for the school, Miracle Intiamwa, is appealing to her colleagues to return to school. School is in sessions. Teachers are around, but students are nowhere to be found. You may go to a class and three students are there. We will start learning, but when the others come, the teachers will not agree to go back, which will affect us. Already, looking at the situation, the JHS3 and SHS3 students are very high affected. They are highly affected, and we need to catch up with time because we have limited time to write our final examination. So my colleagues in the house, I want to appeal to you. We are here. Nothing is happening. Um, I'm here, other prefects are here, students are here, nobody is being shot, nobody is being hit. Security personnel are around protecting us to make sure that our safety is paramount. According to the headmistress, Monica Kleku, some students have left the school due to the conflict in the area. She wants them to return now that authorities have called for schools to reopen. Please allow your girls to come to school. Girl-child education is the best. It will help you as the parents. It will help in Kwanta South. It will help Mother Ghana. Peter Senu for Joy News. MC for the municipality Bright Lenway tells Joy News that curfew will be lifted soon because calm has generally returned to the area. He urged individuals who have fled the municipality to return home and to their businesses. He spoke with Sweetie Abuchi on news desk. So yesterday uh, we had a regional security council meeting where the chief of the various factions, building uh, uh, factions. longer on this because the two factions involved in the conflict have committed to ensuring peace in the area. It follows the regional security minister uh, chairing the meeting by the uh, minister Joshua Makubu. He's joined us live uh, with more from the meeting. I'm grateful for your time Mr. Makubu. What is the current situation uh, in the schools and have the schools reopened? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, the schools in Nkwanta have reopened from the basic level to the second cycle level. And uh, the situation in the area generally? So, as we speak, um, uh, students are in school. 
Okay. Teachers so, have also come, come back to school in their numbers. So that, that is to say the curfew is over or has it been relaxed just as the teachers are asking for? No, the curfew has not been relaxed and it is not over too. But the schools are to operate within the, uh, the time frame and then it is expected that uh, schools will close on time for all students to get back home, teachers to get back home before the curfew hours of 5 p.m. And then uh, they will get back to school in the morning after 6 a.m. Uh, however, uh, as uh, the MC indicated earlier, it is expected that when social activities return to some level of normalcy, like church services, market centers, and then uh, educational institutions, when we see that level of integration among the people within the community, there are signals that there has been some level of what, uh, what do you call it, uh, coming together and then smooth engagement. And this will be some signals for the Regional Security Council to make recommendation to the Ministry of Interior for a possible review. But we've not gotten there yet. We are still monitoring the situation. Um, generally, I know that there was a meeting, um, RECSEG met yesterday on this. What was the outcome of that meeting? Yeah, so yesterday, RECSEG met, and uh, we met um, additional authorities for the various factions, and they were fully and properly represented yesterday. We got everybody uh, to commit and pledge to the peace process, the ceasefire, and to also avail themselves from any uh, to for any interrogation or engagement by any committee that has been put up by the Regional Security Council in collaboration with the uh, Bishop of the the Colored Bishop of uh, Jaskan Diocese. So I think uh, yesterday was a very fruitful meeting. For the first time since this uh, outbreak, we got the chiefs together. They shook hands with one another. And each of them made some public uh, pronouncement calling for a ceasefire. Uh, so we are following on that to meet the youth uh, chiefs or the youth leaders of the various uh, what they call ethnic groups together again. And I think we are making progress. Well, I'm grateful for your time. He's OT Regional Minister telling us that the factions have pledged to ensure that there is peace in the uh, the. Um, uh, region. Now let's get to other stories. Thousands of tons of rice are locked up in farms and warehouses across the region due to the lack of buyers as consumers continue to choose imported foreign brands over locally produced rice. The Paramount Chief of Savilegu, Na Abdullah Yakubu Andani, is calling for government's intervention to avert the impending collapse of the local rice production sector as farmers and processing factories have been hit by low patronage. We are here at the famous Tamana Rice Processing Company, the producers of Nasia rice located near Waliwali in the northeast region. As we can see, hundreds of bags of meal rice ready to be sold have been locked up here for months due to the lack of buyers. This once vibrant company has since 2021 been struggling to stay in business after hitting stumbling low patronage caused by the smuggling 
and influx of imported foreign rice brands. Rice consumers and traders argue that local rice prices have hit record highs as compared to that of imported brands. Checks at some retail and wholesale shops indeed confirm the average price of 25 kg of Ghana rice range from 450 to 500 Ghana cities, while that of imported rice range from 300 Ghana cities depending on the brand. Chief Executive Officer of the company, Alahaji Brahma Shaibu, described the situation as the biggest disaster to have hit the company since its inception in 2011. If imagine from two, uh, uh, 210 workers to 105 workers to 56 workers, this tells you that we are just almost in a venture of collapsing. And that has been a challenge mm. for us. Now farmers are also uh, threatened not to go into rice production next season because they don't have market for their produce. They have produce the rice yet they don't have market to sell so it's better they just stop producing the rice so it is going to be a very biggest disaster for us if the government does not take this as emergency issue the situation is no different here at the newly established rice processing factory in Savulugu. Under the One District One Factory Initiative, the facility was not in operation when we visited. Abdul Samad Zakaria, a technical staff, explained why. Yes, it's because of the lack of market. And moreover, the sales, uh, we have a sales point at uh, Savulugu Township. So recently he came and picked some, uh, some bags of rice. As of now, his store is full. So that is why this one is here. So as and when he finishes selling, he come and take the rest of the At the sales point in the Savulugu Township, the manager of the shop confirmed low patronage of the yule rice on the market. The paramount chief of the area, now Abdullah Yaqubu Andani, has expressed strong concern about the situation seeing it could lead to hunger and damage local rice farming and production. We are not a little bit comfortable looking at if the trend is going on, it means this year we cannot go to the fold again. Therefore called for immediate external support including from the Ministry of Agriculture and the Buffer Stock Company to assist with prompt measures to increase patronage and prevent the collapse of the rice processing companies and investment of farmers. From Logre, Elias Sotanko for Joy News. The General Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union, Gao Edward Kariwa, is calling on government to implement policies that will safeguard the local rice production uh, sector. He indicates that the influx of foreign rice is responsible for poor patronage of the domestically produced rice affecting the industry. Uh, there seems to be uh, rice lines everywhere throughout the country uh, where there are no people to even buy it. Um, it's, it's so disturbing that um, we don't appear to protect local industries. And uh, if we have built a factory to process rice, what we need to do is to protect that infant industry. And um, so it, it's so disturbing, it's so disturbing uh, that uh, farmers will produce, you build a factory, and then uh, uh, there's no demand for the local rice just because through our own policies we have allowed imported rice to flood the, the market.
Away from that, pregnant women in Oforikrum risk losing their babies, among other related complications, due to the deplorable roads in that municipality of the Ashanti region. The roads are generally bumpy, dusty, and riddled with potholes. Residents are not happy that the situation has been left unattended to for several years. Clinton Yabua was in that community and has come through with this report. The Comfuanoche Teaching Hospital has exceeded its capacity of housing 1,200 patients to more than 2,000. The Oforiko municipality is one of the prominent municipalities in the Ashanti region considering the location and also the vast electoral population. But it's interesting to know that vicinities in this municipality like Ayeduyase, Emena and Buedi are being strangled to extension by poor roads and residents here are living in severe concern. The road networks in Ayeduyase, Apiedu, Buedi and Emina are rough parts, disfigured with countless potholes that create a turbulent journey. Lucy is a nine-month-old expectant mother who uncomfortably plies the Apiedu Emina road to seek maternal care at the Enimwa Medical Center at Emina. The bumpy, dusty road causes significant jolts, shaking her body joints to the core. Lucy explains how she had to limp throughout her over 25 minutes journey to get to the medical center. The potholes are too many and we suffer as pregnant women. The car will shake you and you end up with waist pains. I was so tired when I got down from the bus. I had to limp. Prince Oboy has been driving within the Ofuruku municipality for over eight years. He recounts the catastrophic ordeal faced by his pregnant passengers. I told out to be for paying for a mental hospital and I didn't know quite good dancing. We pick pregnant women, and from the driving mirror, you can see how roughly the car is throwing them about. I am always steady with how I drive. Sick passengers get their conditions worsened. This bulletproof door has ordinarily been coated with white paint, but just as you can see, dust has already formed its coat around it. Um, let's engage some of the workers to find out how the dust here is affecting their work and their health. The dust is too much. All of our works have been stained. It is even worse when it rains. You can't walk close to the road. Our cars are getting spoiled, and our car owners are seizing our cars because of our constant complaints. I bought an absorber yesterday. It has spoiled today. 
the aggrieved residents are pleading with authorities to fulfill promises and assurances of tackling the road infrastructure in the municipality. They always come and stage a show like they are coming to repair the road. Yet after elections, it ceases. They should come and repair the road, else we won't advise ourselves. Reporting for joining is Clinton. I'm back in the studio in Accra. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. We're coming to you live from the fan of our streets in Kokum Limli. Let's take a break when we return. There's the very latest coming from the world of business. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my school fees emergency. Ma, my chop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy? Daddy? This tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! Has a working tortoise on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Good afternoon, welcome to the business segment on Joy News Today with me, Pius Kojobaka. The National Youth Employment Authority has rolled out a new model to create employment for 20,000 youth in private enterprises. The Business Employment and Assistance Program is designed to provide salary support of 500 cities per employee recruited by small-scale enterprises who will be expected to provide a top-up. Chief Executive Officer Kofi Ejapon explains the beneficiaries will only be paid after the authorities' monitoring system certifies the beneficiaries are engaged. Nanaya Ojima was at a press conference in Kumasi and has filed this report. 
According to research by the National Youth Employment Authority, small and medium-scale enterprises are unable to employ enough staff due to the inability to meet statutory requirements, among other issues. To support these companies, the authority is targeting an average of two staff each dispatched to 10,000 companies who have signed up for the program from February this year. Kofi Ejapon explained further. Beginning February 2024, that's this year, we'll be onboarding these 20,000 employees as beneficiaries of the Youth Employment Agency who will be paid every month as long as our monitoring and evaluation team satisfies that they have worked. The recruitment of the 20,000 will not be the end of unemployment in Ghana. But at least, my friends from the media, we would have given hope to some young man and woman and to reduce the growing unemployment rate. According to Mr. Japan, financing for the project is being released by the Finance Ministry. Even before the dispatch of the first batch of beneficiaries, it is envisaged that the program will be oversubscribed. He explains measures adopted to ensure the program is sustained. YEA has a stable source of funding from the communication service tax, or what, or what we normally call, or usually call, the top tax. As we sit here in this room, the taxes from the calls you make and the data you use all come to the YEA to fund the operations of the agents. We have management board with the support of our mother ministry put together a deliberate policy to direct the use of these funds solely to the creation of jobs. Meanwhile, the YE has assured of its willingness to fulfill its mandate of reducing unemployment among the youth. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima reporting. Employment rate is expected to remain flat at 4% in 2024 and 2025. That's according to Fitch Solutions. There's more in this report. This is the same as 2022. According to the UK-based firm, the unemployment rate, if accompanied by easing inflation, will see a rise in real wages for many households. While this is a marginal increase, that should not have much bearing on consumer incomes. The unemployment rate has been rising since 2017, and Fitch Solutions said it will continue on this path over the medium term and beyond. It added that the size of the country's labor force is reduced by low life expectancy at around 64.3 years of age, which is itself a result of the low level of government expenditure on health care and the prevalence of waterborne diseases and chronic illnesses such as HIV AIDS. It concluded that a shortage of highly skilled workers also means that employers have to import workers from abroad to fill the gaps in the domestic workforce. for business, I am Pios Kujobaka. Sports is next right after this break.
credible and fearless journalism. That is what we stand for. Duty bearers and citizens know that they'll be asked the hard questions to bring out the truth. That is what we expect of us. It is this commitment to tell truth to power that sets us apart because we will hold the feet of leadership to the heat of accountability. My name is Evans Mensa, and this is Joy News. Fearless, independent, and credible. This post now on a journey today with me, Muftao Nabila. The Black Stars of Ghana, they are in Cote d'Ivoire getting ready for their opening game in the African Cup of Nations 2023. Ghana will play Verde on Sunday at 8 p.m. Many of the players who have been called up by Chris Hilton for the tournament have not had an experience of playing in the competition. Former Black Stars um, midfielder Lai Kinson says that inexperience will not affect the team during the tournament. Has played a lot of games in Europe. They've played under a lot of pressure. So, talking about pressure and all that, I don't think we will have uh, the players who have that on, on their shoulders. Um, one good thing that Chris did is him bringing Andrea Yu into this squad. Oh. You can tell from the, the, the players that they have, the inexperience are a lot in the group. So you need someone like Andre that have seen it all to at least be part of the team. At least, even if he's not being, going to be a starter, he should be around the team. He can sit with them, motivate them, uh, share stories about the Nations Cup. All these can help the fresh ones that are in the squad to at least have a little fair idea about what they're going to meet out there. Um, looking at the tournament itself, I know Ivory Coast have improved their infrastructure in terms of hotels, in terms of um, the pitches. I've seen one or two uh, pitches that is going to host the tournament and mm. the pitch is amazing. It's amazing. So looking at it, I don't think those things will affect them. But you cannot experience it. I agree with you, but we, I think if you try in this tournament, I think it will be the being part of the team so that he can at least uh, achieve something before he leaves their first appearance because in their clubs they play in front of a lot of massive uh, fans to my colleague Nathaniel Atta meanwhile the Gambia are expected to fly out later today to uh, Cote d'Ivoire for the African Cup of Nations the Scorpions left yesterday 
but according to media reports, uh, the flight had to make a return to Banjul because it developed a fault, and uh, they've now announced that the team will fly to Cote d'Ivoire later today. That's your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on my joy online. is a military government which will rule with advice from certain eminent civilians in the country. Once he got himself into the uh, Ghana army in 1953, he felt settled and never changed once again. There were about eight of them who were selected after their post training to go to England to have their officers training the second phase. See, at that time, after training three months or six months out there, then you go for further training to become full lieutenant. Now, what a lot of people didn't know was that the original date for the coup was the 15th of January. But it leaked. The intelligence system got to know about it. Up to today, nobody has succeeded in doing what it did. Ghana exported food for the first time in thousands of tons. And we have never exported food since then. He had the belief this was his last word, Father. Take this ring, pray for me, that God may accept me as I am. This was his last word. And check out what's making headlines elsewhere. State of emergency has been declared in Papal near Guinea's capital after at least 15 people were killed in rioting. Prime Minister said more than 1,000 troops are on standby to step in wherever necessary. Shops and cars were touched and supermarkets looted after police went on strike on Wednesday over pay cuts. The authorities say was a mistake. The unrest follows wider tensions in the Pacific Island nation over rising costs and high unemployment, a state of emergency has been announced in Port Moresby, intended to last for 14 days. Police has resumed duty even though Prime Minister acknowledges that the situation on ground is still tensed. That is it for World News. Upness is showbiz.
And also Brothers Iron Man is explaining why he has no more styling crime many times. And this morning on Daybreak Hit Show on Hit 103.9, also Brothers Iron Man was a guest. And with the styling crime using, even though they're so on. With his sense of fashion. Have you seen that? Yeah, but it's now better. He's getting there. He'll get there. Mm. But, but was it? It's now better. He's getting there. He'll get there. Mm. But, but was it during the same time that you were styling him? He, Kwame, I liked Kwame. Okay. So I invited Kwame to my shop myself. Okay. And that was when he was going to do Wish Me Well video. Okay. Uh-huh. So we pictures with the kind of outfit I wanted him to do the video with. Okay. So, if uh, Kwame could have, I mean, or should have told me, Nana, no, I want a white top, mm -hmm. but I want to remove, I would have given him one. Mm -hmm. You came to me, or I invited you to my shop. Mm -hmm. This is what you want to do. You want to do. Mm -hmm. Willingly, mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah. So, go straight and do what I'll ask you to do. Mm -hmm. When I sit back and watch the video, I will be happy. Mm -hmm. But when you do it upside down, mm -hmm. I will not enjoy it. So I will not even continue to do it again. Okay. That is how, how I back off from challenging. Yes. So, but, but, but now, but are you cool? Very, very cool. But you don't style him anymore? Because he's on his own. Which, which design did he take apart when you gave him? Which, which, what are some of the designs? Or he did not even wear the whole style? He did. He but did. the hand was removed. He removed that. Yes, that was a Porsche. Uh, no, Porsche T-shirt. I wrote in Aladdin. Well, maybe you know he was young back then. Uh -huh. So let's remove the I want to do guy guy, you know. But but have you? And now had... he's doing well. Okay. Unlike before. Okay. Now they don't complain like before. And that was also brothers Zara man. I don't know what you will have to say about this. Well. Um, Asha is asking me, so in the Guinness World Record book for the longest culinary marathon, after spending 10 challenging days crafting deli deletable meals for patrons, with a staggering 227 hours under her belt, she has comfortably surpassed the current record held by Irish chef, that is Alan Fisher, 119 hours and 57 minutes through official confirmation from Guinness World Record. And it is still pending. Well, this is a wrap of Chef Phyllis, I mean, 10 long day cooking. January, Chef Filer began a journey to be the individual to be cooking for the longest hours. It's a quest she insisted as being a national assignment. Believe me, even with the 120 hours I gave to Guinness World Records, mm. it was a surprise I wanted to give to Ghanaians to actually do much Beyond more the, than the 120 mm, hours mm, said that mm. anyone wanting to embark on the cooking marathon in the Guinness World Records is going to find it very difficult. This is a national assignment. Many people who did not know her hesitated, but as the hours wore on her composure, her appearance, her demeanor, proved that she can do it. People are excited. We are talking about the unity that is brought in the region. So people have nothing to talk about now except pilots, kukato. At every milestone, she cried. Sometimes she denying her sleep for 10 days, taking very little bricks and seven mini little mouths that were excited to eat. Phyla has broken a record. 
This won't be the last time you hear of Fila as she plans of undertaking several projects. Solid thing that will ensure that the success that we took today will be able to have positive impact. Ghanaian society. So there are a lot of projects that she'll be doing. She'll be embarking on across the country to ensure that at least she touch lives with the support that Ghanaians have been able to give her. So rest assured, a lot of things will come from her camp. And these things that are coming from her camp are well taught to with specialists, expertise on board to ensure that they, come, they, they, they are brought to um, a successful end. Fila dripped in national colors. She has completed her national assignment. For Joy News, I am Jacqueline Asma Yeboa. And come to think of it, uh, actually, are you aware Chef Fila has actually tried music before? Oh, she has. She well, well, I mean, this now she knows where she belongs. This is where she belongs, and it's really, really worked perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, she could have gone on and on. Exactly what I was just The lady looked very strong. She looked like she's, she was about on day ten. She was just about to start. Look, that girl is fire. Look, Sally, congratulations. Well, congratulations to her. <laughs> and that will bring the curtain down on showbiz here. Back to you, Aisha. Thank you so much. That's our wrap of the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Log on to myjohnline.com. There's more.